Welcome to Tiger Talk, the podcast for Mercy High School in Middletown, Connecticut, where we talk about everything Mercy, including students, faculty and staff, alumni, and leaders in our community. Learn more about Mercy High School at our website, mercyhigh.com. everyone, and welcome to our latest episode of the Tiger Talk podcast. And I'm delighted today to be joined by a current Mercy student as well as a Mercy alumna. So hello, Lori Fazio, Mercy alum class of 1988. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Thrilled to be here. And Julia. Hi, Julia. Hi. Thank you for having me, too. Absolutely. And Julia, what year are you? I'm a senior this year. So what's great about um, this uh, podcast is we're going to talk about books and bookstores and, and the industry because Lori Fazio is the COO of RJ Julia Booksellers. So Lori, I think that's just fantastic. It's such an interesting job, I think, in such an interesting industry right now. Isn't that true? It, it is true. And I, I love what I do. Um, and I love every day of the past. It's been, I think, 14 years or so. Um, you know, I get to meet great people. I get to read great books. I get to learn about books, even if I don't have time to read them. Um, so yeah, I, I really love what I do. So from Mercy, what were your some of your favorite subjects at Mercy? So, well, this might surprise you a little bit, but I actually, um, I'm a math girl. I mean, I loved all subjects, but but math was always my favorite. And um, I was a math major in college. I went to Providence College. And so I got my degree in math with a minor in um, business studies. And I went on, I was in sales for many years, um, but I always loved to read from the time that I was, a, as soon as I could read, I always had a book in my hand was always doing like library programs and things like that. And um, and so when the when the job opened for me to be a bookseller in Madison at the store, I became a bookseller, I was a part-time bookseller, and then just grew from there. So yeah, math was my thing. That makes me happy. Math was also my thing. And I also like to read. So I, I understand having that, that love. And uh, that's really interesting because you need those math skills in order to be a COO. So what do you do as a, as a COO? What are your kind of basic job responsibilities? So COO, uh, you know, chief operating officer, basically I'm in charge of anything that makes the store run. And we now have several stores that, that we run. I need math and I need, you know, business and Obviously, I need to know how to read, um, but you know it's to keep the store operating because there's buying, there's marketing, there's events, there's gifts, there's the regular sales floor, there's budgeting. So there, there's really a number of things that you know you need to combine as the top, you know, and and all the different departments report up to me, and I need to be able to you know help them with their jobs and instruct them and see if something's going wrong, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot of different facets to it. So Julia, as a current student, what's what's your favorite subject in school? It's so hard to pick one right now because I do like multiple classes that I'm in, but currently psychology is my favorite, but I also really, really love English. That's great. That's really good. Well, you're going to, I mean, you need all of the subjects. Obviously, even as Lori is saying, she loves math, but you know, she needs to know how to read too. And in order to, to make the whole job work, you can actually integrate a number of interests and a number of subjects into the career, into the job that you ultimately 
ultimately choose to do. That's really interesting. Yeah. And I, and I wish I was able to take a psychology class in, in high school. I did take one in college or a couple in college, but psychology is, is fascinating. And I think you can use that no matter what you do in life. I mean, there's dealing with people and interaction and all. I mean, that's a really important thing to know and learn. Well, and it probably also just thinking about the way bookstores have had to change and the way people are making decisions nowadays, I assume that would be kind of different now. You've got people choosing to do more online shopping. So how how has the bookstore industry shifted um, among the pandemic, um, among the, the interest in, in online shopping? Generally, we consider ourselves, you know, as a bookstore that that pivots rather quickly to to trends. But this was a, a different kind of a pivot this year. Clearly, uh, we've always had an online presence, you know, which I'm glad that we did, and we've always had a, a bit of a focus on it. But we really had to revamp the whole uh, department, actually make it a department as opposed to you know revamping the department. So we took what we knew how to do and said, okay, this is how we need to be prepared. And we made that change early on in the year so that as we got closer and closer to the holidays, particularly when we knew we were going to get that, you know, onslaught of orders that we were ready. And it was still exhausting. It was, you know, a, a different kind of world. We're used to having customers come in and ask us about books and it's not slow paced by any means in the store, but it was a much quicker pace online because we had to get everybody their orders in time for the holidays. So, so, yeah. And then we, we've had people who will either call and order online and they want to pick them up at the store. So, you know, you throw that into the mix as well. They don't want to come into the store. So we, we really just tried to make sure that we, we gave the opportunity of however someone was comfortable shopping, that we were able to, to meet their needs, whether it was coming in the stores safely, which we had a lot of protocol, picking it up and us delivering it to your car, or shipping it online. You know, we had to do all of that. Right. So Julia, um, I know that you have enjoyed uh, going to RJ Julia down in uh, Madison, correct? Yes, I've been to RJ Julia so many times ever since I was little. I go all the time since I live in Madison. That's fantastic. And I know I go to RJ Julia in Middletown all the time. Used to be, I was just kind of hang out and get a cup of coffee. Now I'm there for on Saturday mornings at story time, which, which has evolved into more of a virtual event, which is still pretty neat. The staff, first of all, who do story time, they are phenomenal. And the crafts they come up with, everything, just wonderful. But what I've, what I've noticed with the virtual story times, too, is that now sometimes you can actually bring in the actual authors and they're reading the story. Events is something we're still trying to, to figure out and master during this pandemic world. Um, because there are, you know, as, as Julia was, was saying, you know, going to events and things like that, people love to come and meet their friends favorite author and we've had celebrities and things like that. And so shifting it all online, we have a, a greater reach supposedly, but it, you know, trying to make that connection as personal is a challenge. And you know, we're we're working really hard at it and we're being very picky about the events that we do have uh, because we think that that, you know, is important instead of I mean because we could have, you know, many 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 events, you know, virtually, but we're really just still trying to pick the top-notch ones that our customers will resonate with. Exactly. I think that's what a lot of people are trying to balance that combination of it's wonderful because now you can expand the reach and you can reach the the miles don't limit you anymore 
but you still want to have a meaningful experience. And that's something I think we're all, we're all trying to do with, with <laughs> all of our daily lives. And so I think it's, it's so interesting too, because I know even things like, you know, book clubs have moved, moved virtually and, and things like that. And Julia here has, is the founder of Mercy's Breakfast Book Club, which I think is, is so interesting. And Julia, I would love for you to tell us why it's a breakfast time book club. I started the breakfast book club at the beginning of my junior year. And back then, I really wanted to participate in more clubs at school. But my problem was that all the clubs mainly met after school. And I always had sports. I do track and field and cross country. So I always had sports. And But when I didn't have sports, I was always catching the bus. So I just never had time. And I love to read, obviously. And also, I love breakfast. So I was like, I have to create a breakfast book club. Because even like in the mornings, I would go to school. And I always remember there'd be students like that would get to school early and be waiting outside for class to start. And they would have that free time in the morning. And so I asked my friends, I was like, oh, would you guys be interested if I started a breakfast book club? And yeah, that's where it started. That's fantastic. So how do you how do you work it? How often do you meet? So we meet once a month. We'll pick out our first meeting. We picked out a book to read for the next following month. And then we'll uh, we'll read it over the month, discuss it, pick out a new book, read it, discuss it. And we meet in the mornings at 7.30 and I'll bring breakfast for everyone. So we'll enjoy our breakfast together while we talk about the book we read last month. That's fantastic. So what did you, what did you most recently read? The last thing we read, we did read Wonder by um, RJ Pasilio. Oh, it was a really good book. I, we really liked it. And for that too, I know we were virtual at that time. So we got to meet um, virtually, which was nice. So we've been able to do the club even when we don't have school because of COVID and stuff like that, which is great. Um, that's great. Yeah, Lori, what are you reading? Well, I usually read books that are coming. So it's good and bad because sometimes I look around and everything that's already out and I, I, there's so many things I want to jump into. Generally, I read ahead. So right now I'm reading a book um, called Animal and it's by Lisa Tadeo. She had a book out a year and a half ago, close to two years ago called Three Women, which was a psychology book, which is which was actually really interesting. She followed the lives of these three women. Um, and this is a fiction book, though. And I just, you know, th- it was even reading it this morning before I went to work. And I, I finally had to force myself to put it down. Um, but I'm also reading a book called um, Infinite Country. I'm actually rereading a childhood classic because we're reading it. I'm reading it out loud to my son, but we're reading Charlotte's Web. So it's actually really fun to read it now as an adult and just to kind of remember all the details and then and think about the, the meanings in a different way. Sure. Yeah. What a great book. <laughs> really. I'm enjoying that one too. So As is Wonder, Julia. That's a great book too. Oh yeah. We loved it. It was really yeah. good. I don't think we had a book club when I was at Mercy. What about you, Lori? No, no, we didn't. <laughs> so let's talk about some um, some Mercy memories you had. So we can't talk about book, book club. Now, fortunately, Mercy has a book club now, which is fantastic. But what were some of your favorite memories at, at Mercy? I mean, obviously, there's so many and it was but it was so long ago that <laughs> you know, you're making me pull out from my brain. Um, but I can tell you that one of one of the things that I love about our class is that we were the last class that had those polyester plaid skirts. I know there's other plaids, but we had literally
normally they would not burn. Maybe I shouldn't say that because people would try to like light them and they and they wouldn't burn. But you know that that was great. It was you know, fun to be the last class that had that. Um, but the walkathons were always really important and a lot of fun. You know the energy in the school and just the spirit. You know based around all of that was always great. And then to be able to kind of let all the steam out and come together and walk with Xavier, even though you wanted to beat them with the walkathon. You know as far as how much money you raised and it was all for a good cause. So that was fun. And I just, I, you know, the, the clubs that I was involved in, um, you know, w- was great. I mean, there weren't that many because we didn't have music and things like that, which I would have loved to have continued playing my instrument or trying to sing. But I was, you know, I was the student council president. So I really loved being involved in, you know, student life and things like that. And my best friend in high school was the National Honor Society president. So the two of us did a lot of planning together um, because we were both in the other, in the other clubs. I played basketball. I started um, the sad chapter there with a friend of mine. And then I think, uh, trying to remember what is, you know, Sister Arlene's senior leadership was, was great. You know, I loved being able to do that. So, I mean, so many fun things. It was, it was, you know, what's such a great experience and really set up the, my, my learning habits and finding success and believing in myself. Great experience all around. Yeah, we were able to pull off the walkathon this year, even in the middle of the pandemic. It all happened right here on campus. So we had different, we had like a little dance party going on and we had walking and snacks and all, all things like that, but it did happen. So that is a memory that so many alumni enjoy. And I'm sure, Julia, you'll be, you know, when we do this podcast, you know, 20 years from now, when we're interviewing you, <laughs> who knows what you'll be doing then. <laughs> You can talk about walkathon and breakfast book club and all those fantastic memories. Oh, I'd love to. Lori, thank you so much for your time. Julia, thank you for your time. It's wonderful talking to a Mercy alumna as well as a student about math and books and psychology and all these things about Mercy. So thank you so much for your time. and, And thank you listeners for enjoying another episode of Tiger Talk. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Tiger Talk podcast. Listen to the latest episodes at mercyhigh.com or subscribe to get the latest podcasts delivered to your device, either at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. Spotify.